0: no pain. Folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Hutari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, what I'm referring to is growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. What we're going to do today in this episode is begin an entire New topic on an area that is oftentimes misunderstood, and it's in the area of being a peacemaker. In the Beatitudes, Jesus explains certain things that carry with them a blessing. This blessing that comes from God, the situation that when we see these things take place, we can lift up our heads and we can know that the person or the people that are going to be receiving the benefit of going through what they're going through, the benefit is going to be a blessing that comes from God, meaning he's going to give them an abundant supply of his goodness, of his kingdom. He's going to provide an abundant supply of his love, so much so that the person or the people literally become like the talk of the town. They become almost like an envy where people look and say, wow, it must be nice to be them. But prior to them getting that blessing, there are certain things that take place ahead of that that look very contrary to them receiving a blessing. For example, Jesus said blessed, meaning fortunate and to be envied, are those who are poor, or better translated, poor in spirit, meaning they are bankrupt. They've reached the end of themselves. They have nothing left. And if you've ever been there, you know exactly what that feels like. It feels anything like being blessed. It feels like you are the bottom of the rung. You are the bottom of the barrel. You are the last. You are the tail. You're not the head. You are the one getting the scraps, and then you don't even get the scraps. You are destitute. And Jesus looks at that person and says, they are, or you are blessed. <laughs> like, what kind of lens do you see the world through, Jesus? And he sees the world through the lens of his father's heart. He sees the world through the lens of the kingdom of God. Jesus sees the world differently than we do, because as being perfect, he can see things in complete focus. He can see things that we miss. He can see things that we overlook. He can see things we don't even consider. Jesus considers our life, and when it looks as though it's in its darkest form, he can say Now we've got something to work with. And so he is describing all of these blessings that go along with the various things that take place in a person's life. And one of the areas that we've been parked on is this blessing that Jesus said pertaining to those who are pure in heart. Now the process of becoming pure in heart is anything but looking like a blessing. It doesn't look anything like being blessed. Going through the refining fire of life and having the garbage pulled up from deep within and having it come to the surface looks anything like being blessed. In fact, it looks like being cursed. However, Jesus said, you're fortunate to be envied when that stuff starts coming up Because the ultimate end is going to be, you are going to be able to perceive and have relationship with God that is beyond your wildest dreams. You're going to be able to see God eternally. Not just short term, eternally. Jesus, in talking about the blessings, he's referring to things that are eternal because Jesus, in his logic, has an eternal mindset not just a short-term mindset but an eternal mindset he see, he sees things in view in focus he sees things eternally in focus so that he can say when we're going through this particular refining time that's actually a good time even though it feels like it's a bad time and that is the hope he wants to give us and that's the teaching that he was providing for the disciples who are going to become the future leaders, like some of you who are listening right now. You are the leaders of the future, and you are being discipled by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, by God the Father. You're being discipled by God to become the leader that God has called you to be, and part of that is going through the process that's called the refining fire of God the purification process of God, and there are results that take place pertaining to us being purified. And one of the results of us going through the purification process is we become peacemakers. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of or the children of God <laughs> once again, you got to stop and break that down for a minute. Jesus said, it's fortunate for you and you're to be envied. you're like the talk of the town if you have become a peace maker, a maker of peace, because you will be called a son, or a child of God. Not just the child of a well-known person. Not just the child of a wealthy businessman. Not just the child of a famous actor or actress. You are the child of God. Yeah, you just got to let that sink in for a minute. Peacemaker, maker of peace, child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, peacemaker, maker of peace, child of God. Going through the purification process brings us to a place where we are qualified We are equipped to become makers of peace, meaning God can entrust the demonstration of his kingdom not only to us, but now through us. We become the leaders that God has called us to be, but we have to go through the purification process, and we go through it periodically. It's not a one-and-done thing for us. We go through the purification process periodically throughout our life, and each time we go through it, we go through it on a different level with a different breadth that goes along with it. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God, and then blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God, meaning they will do the stuff that their father does. They will be taking over the family business, so to speak. They get to run the family business. Like children run the family business, those who are purified in heart get to run the family business, and part of the family business is making peace. Now, notice, it's not making treaties or making a truce or the absence of strife but jesus is saying peace maker and that word peace is actually the presence of a person or the presence of a power the presence of a person's power the presence of a person's power that can subdue the confusion that can take the strife and subdue it. Like we subdue the earth, we take dominion over it, and we subdue it, we bring it under control. Jesus said that those of us who are peacemakers, we actually have the ability to bring things under control that have been out of control. That's powerful. Example. One example, and we're going to be looking at several examples throughout these next few episodes. In this episode, we're going to be taking a look at one example of being a peacemaker, and it's not the one that you would typically be thinking about. Being a peacemaker involves putting an end to strife and introducing not only calm, but the presence of peace, and if you've ever experienced real peace, it's unmistakable. It has not only a calming effect, but it has a solid ability built within it for us to think clearly, for us to think with wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding. We can think clearly. We can act clearly. We can receive things from other people without confusion. We can hear them clearly. We can speak without our speech being confusing. We can speak clearly. We have understanding. How many things are out of order because of confusion and because of miscommunication? (laughs) A lot. Jesus is saying that those of us who are purified have the opportunity now to function with this power that's called peacemaking now once again we've heard of people that produce peace treaties or cease fires or there's a truce that's different than making peace temporary fixes are not making peace they're good or at least they can be, but oftentimes they don't go far enough. Making peace is not only putting an end to the strife, but it's introducing something that's been a missing component. And when that missing component is introduced, it makes a connection, and that connection produces clarity, and that clarity produces this wonderful thing called unity. And Psalm 133 declares in on equivocal terms, that God commands his blessing on unity, not uniformity, unity, being of one heart and the one mind, because that typifies the character and nature of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. And so the illustration I want to use in this particular podcast episode is an illustration that's taken from the Gospels pertaining to the Gadarene or the Gerasene demoniac, the person who was demonized in the tombs that was terrorizing a village, and Jesus brought deliverance to that individual that was so demonized, it was said that he had at least 2,000 demons living inside of him, and the whole group called themselves legion or mob. And when Jesus came to this individual, he was shrieking at the top of his lungs, this individual that Was demonized, was shrieking at the top of his lungs like he was in excruciating pain, saying, Jesus, what do we have to do with you? Or, in essence, why are you here? Why have you come? Have you come to torture us? Interesting. He could have tortured them, but that wasn't the purpose for Jesus being on the scene. The purpose for Jesus being on the scene was to be a peace maker. He had already talked to the wind and the waves and said, be still, peace, be still. He brought shalom. He brought peace. He brought the presence of his power on the natural elements. And now he was going to bring that peace to this individual because this person's life and the life of those around him had been disrupted in a huge way and God is very interested in what goes on in our own personal lives, but in also the lives of those around us, our family and our friends. Our family and our friends are affected by what goes on inside of us. If we have problem, if we have problems in life, our family and friends also carry that weight and This person who is the gathering demoniac, not only was his life in torment, but can you imagine one day waking up and your brother or your father, right? Someone's brother, someone's father, would have been this gathering demoniac, wakes up one day and he starts acting really strange. And after a period of time he you notice he starts cutting himself. He's off on the side and he's cutting himself. He's a cutter. And it's like This is odd. And he starts communicating in really strange ways and come to find out that he spends some of his nights out in the graveyard and he takes his clothes off and he runs around and he screams and terrorizes people and people start talking. Well, as the story unfolds, this person becomes more and more demonized And the disruption continues to ripple throughout not only his life, but into his family, into his friends, into his entire community. And when Jesus came to make peace, he came to deliver this man from the oppression, which had been the source or the cause of that disruption. And that disruption had rippled through not only his community, but the surrounding communities. It had not only affected his life, it had not only affected his family's life, or those around him, his friends, but it affected his community. In fact, it affected and affected the entire Decapolis, that surrounding area of 10 cities. Were affected by this demonized man. His story was so rampant and his escapades were so pronounced that people were talking about them and they were afraid of him. Can you imagine being a family member saying, Yeah, that's my brother? Or yep, yeah, that's my dad, the cutter. He goes around screaming like a maniac. That's hard, man. Let alone hard for the individual. Can't can't stop it. Cannot stop it from taking place. And Jesus comes on the scene and says to the spirits that are motivating this man to do that, stop it and come out of him. Jesus is making peace. He's making peace by taking control over the situation. And infusing it with his presence, the prince of peace, praise God. The Prince of Peace, the one who lives within us, the one who is purifying us also wants to demonstrate not only to us but through us his kingdom, his peace, just like he did to the gathering demoniac. That gathering demoniac was set free from those spirits and he was later clothed, and in his right mind, talking with Jesus, and Jesus instructed him to do what? He instructed him to go back to his family and tell them of the good things that God had done for him, and then to go spread that good news all throughout the Decapolis, because it had affected all of the Decapolis, and Jesus brought peace. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ brings peace He brought peace in a difficult situation and some of us are going to be dealing with people that are demonized and we can't counsel a demon in a person. It's impossible. You can't provide therapy. You can't cast out the flesh and you can't counsel a demon. You have to counsel a person's mind and you have to cast the demon out. In order for there to be peace, sometimes we have to have a power encounter. And sometimes that power encounter means us being the vehicle that God uses to bring peace, to make peace. Like Jesus came to the gathering shores and made peace in that man's life. He was a peace maker. He brought the kingdom of God, which within the kingdom of God, there is no room for demonic power. Demons do not exist within the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus ministering the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the demon could not exist within it. It had to go. And Jesus pronounced the kingdom there and he made peace. He was the king of peace, the priest of peace. He came to bring peace, he comes to bring peace, and he's using us to do the same. And so, in our leadership experiences and in our life as individuals, we are going to encounter some things that go beyond our abilities to just have a treaty or to have some council meeting or to have some discussion about how things can go. They literally require a power encounter and to be a peacemaker. God equips us to be peacemakers and sometimes it's being involved in radical things like seeing a demon cast out of a person so that they can experience peace and they too then can become a peacemaker. Let's pray. Father, I know these are intense things. Sometimes the element of peace carries with it a dynamic of intensity. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the strong emphasis that you are making pertaining to the next step in this journey of what's being used by you in miracles, signs, and wonders as you continue to advance your kingdom and demonstrate your power and your presence in this current move of your spirit. Thank you for the sovereign way in which you're doing things, God, and we submit ourselves to you. Have your way, O Lord, and cause us to be peacemakers, makers of peace. Where there is no peace, we would bring peace. You would cause your peace, your shalom, your presence, to override the situations and bring about a demonstration of your kingdom so that as your kingdom exists, that is the environment that would be the environment we exist in and that everything else would bow down and take its own proper place. If that's removal, remove. If that's healing, healing. However, it is, God, that we comply with your kingdom your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We cry out and we lift our voices high to you, Lord, and express ourselves in a way that is strong and saying, be mighty on our behalf, God, and bring peace not only to us, but through us in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right, folks. I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.